Hello, and welcome back to Undesignated Players. It's week 15. I'm here. You know me. Your pal, Sarah. And with me is my pal, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Sarah. How you doing? Oh, I'm jolly good. How are you? You sounded kind of sarcastic. Are you I, not jolly good? I don't know. I'm fine, actually. I'm doing as well as I can be, considering Matt Turner is off to Arsenal. And and he got a cake to, oh, to send off. Did he get a cake? Oh, absolutely beautiful cake. I tweeted it. In the, uh, a very European. I, I heard, uh, I once heard that there was a famous European that said, let them eat cake. Yeah, and that was Matt Turner. Yes. Do you think he's going to get an accent? Do you ever hear Brad Friedel talk? Do you know who Brad Friedel is? I don't know who Brad Friedel is. Brad Friedel was the coach of the revolution before Bruce Arena. And he was the national team goalkeeper for the United States way back when, like pre-Tim Howard, pre-Matt Turner, pre... Who's in between? Who's even in, in between those two? I guess Brad Guzan, maybe. Hope Solo. Pre-Hope Solo, yeah. Um, and he he speaks, maybe I'll just pull it up. He speaks in like this weird, like, Ohio slash British combo accent is the only way I can describe it. Let's see. Brad Friedel. Ah, accent is the third thing that comes up. All right. You told us before the game that you enjoyed That's the not him speaking. Saves. How would you describe that array? No, that, was, uh, that wasn't really bread and butter stuff, was it? It was uh, a bit hectic second half. We came out again. We get ourselves in such good positions in the first half. Sounds kind of British here. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's just like, uh, like British light. Uh, there's a, there's, I need a more... A better one. Some of these decisions are are made, and I, I do I do honestly think that when when the American owners and well now that just sounds American. Owners, we'll All right. Well, the point is he's got this weird mismatch accent. He likes to go on podcasts and complain about why the Revs fired him, despite the fact that he was legitimately a horrible manager. Um, do you think Matt Turner is going to end up like that? Do you think we can get him on our podcast? He is desperate to come on any <laughs> podcast and talk about how he got fired. His I'd last, love to have him on. His last four games with the Rebs or whatever, they let up something like like 15 goals, which is a lot. Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah, Swiss cheese indeed. It was not, it was not super pretty. Um, but we're not here to talk about Brad Friedel. No. Or Matt Turner. No. We are here to have a, a concise and to the point, no fluff, I'm keeping Ryan on track this episode. Thank God. That was his one tirade. That wasn't a tirade. What's tangent. The tangent. That's yeah. the T word I was looking for. And that's it. We're I could cut tirade off. if you want to keep talking about Brad Friedel. No. Okay. I will say Brad Friedel did uh, discover Matt Turner. He didn't discover him, but he's the reason that Matt Turner like became a starter. So there was that. I just, I just said. Okay. That. No more tirade. That was like actually a compliment. So. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And good for Matt Turner. Yeah. He's a good talent scout. He's not a good manager. It's okay. Different skill sets. Jurgen Klinsmann was good at that, too. Okay. Let's More get... like Jurgen Klopp. More. Jurgen Klopp's good at both of those things. <laughs> All right. Let's, 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 let's do let's it. Let's just get right into it. Let's start real quick. Oh, yeah. Last week? With a, with a, a wrap-up of last week. What an um, absolute banger of a double game week. Double the games. Double the week. Uh... Not quite. Double the score, maybe. 
Yeah, you know. Not uh, quite double, but... uh, Well, yeah, kind of, maybe. Let's see. So here's what happened with my team. Um, It was fine, I would say. You say that every week. Well, and it's it's been fine. Yeah, I don't okay. know. That's I'm having a fine season, so I'm on track to okay. continue to have a fine season. Um, very good for me historically, but, you know, whatever. This week was fine. Uh, some, like, half of my team kind of got double game week scores. Half of my team that were double game week people got single game week scores. So, yeah, it was okay. What was your point total? Uh, point, I got 122. Yeah. Okay. That suggests that your team did slightly better than half double game week, half single my, game week, my right? My week rank was in the 900s. So. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty, I'd say, average then for active players. Yeah. The margins were relatively thin. So I got 137 this week, and that was good for week rank 87. So... It seems like there weren't a lot of points separating. Basically, I was pretty sure I was in like a much, I was in the week rank like 200s, and then they gave Facundo Torres an assist that they hadn't given him before, which he, he was the one who got the assist, so I don't know why they didn't give it to him in the first place. Um, and that jumped me up a bunch, but I was happy with my score. I had sort of the, the four main, or I had the three main mids that everyone did, Heal, Lodero, and Pereira. I think everyone had Pereira, maybe not. Um, they all did well. I had Torres, who I think some people were out on, but I liked. Um, I had some some busts. Ryan Gauld was not really worth starting. I abandoned Cropper and put Galese in my lineup instead, and that actually ended up being bad for me. So I should have kept Cropper. Um, my Castellanos Ferreira little switcheroo didn't work, but I think many people did that anyways. And... I was otherwise happy. I mean, Ariaga managed to maintain a clean sheet in the second game, even though Seattle let up a goal because he got subbed off. And so that worked out for me. Um, but overall, 137 is good. I've moved up. I'm 115 overall rank now. So trying to get back into that top 100 feels like it could potentially happen. You're in my top 100. Thank you, people. <laughs> you probably yeah. know more than 100 people, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I would to think that you're only in top 100. Well, keep the bar low. Yeah. Don't want to get disappointed. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Enough chit-chat about last week. Uh, I mean, unless you have anything to say. Well, I shouldn't even give you the opportunity. No, I'm close in the... what? Who? Is it the top 50 in Fantasy yeah. Champions League? Ah, okay, I'm 84 right now. Well, we're only like three weeks. Two yeah, weeks this could be it. I could actually... This could be the... I think it was last year that I qualified during the third... Fantasy qualifiers, Champions League qualifier as well. Would you say that three is a lucky number for you? Three was the number I used to wear when I played sports. So maybe. Plus, my birthday is September 3rd, and 9-3, 9 is, is divisible by three. So, yeah, I would say Your that. Your mother's maiden name. Are you trying to get my passwords? <laughs> What's going on here? Back off. I don't know, since we're handing out personal information. Um, okay. My birthday's not really personal. I didn't give them the, my year I was born. Just the month and day. There are only 365 of them. 1925. I was not born in 1925. 1926. Okay, stop. You're going to get close if you keep guessing. <laughs> All right. Enough of week 14. Week 14's for chumps. No, I liked week sucker 14. sucker MCs. No, I really liked it. Okay. Week 15 is for winners. Yeah. No, week 14 or week 15 sucks. Why? Week 15 is good. What are you talking about? It's okay. a good old-fashioned single game week with multiple switcheroo possibilities. What more could you want? It's terrible. Fuck double game weeks. Here's what I'll tell you. I see no one of value. Oh, I disagree. And 
All right, let's let's just start right. There now. are like eleven midfielders I want to play this. I week. don't want any. I had a hard time finding five. Okay, so let's let's talk about it then. Let's What's going on? Talk about clean sheets first, because that's where we always start. Yeah, let's not break structure. God forbid our structured podcast breaks structure. Exactly. Got to give the people what they want, and they come here for rigid structure and top-notch advice. Okay, so how do you want to do this this clean sheet thing? How do we usually do it? We just sort of blab I'm it. going to okay, provide me. you with one clean sheet that I see and you will say... Is it Seattle? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Seattle's a good one. I don't even feel that good about it, honestly. Sporting Kansas City, like, are not... I mean, they, they don't win games. They do score Okay, goals. okay. The other one is RSL. Yeah, RSL I like. Um, I will say the clean sheet opportunities are not great this week, but that's MLS. They're really not great any week. Um, so... So what are you doing? Like, are there, I don't know, are there, like, defenders that just, like, get their points? I don't know what to do. I'm willing to throw some Cincy people on my bench. I don't really necessarily expect them to get a clean sheet against Orlando, but weirder shit has happened. Like, teams play bad on the road. Just period. Unless you're New York Red Bulls. So, I don't, I don't, I mean, their defenders are so cheap. Um, Seattle feels like the obvious one. Um, Montreal... Their defense is really quite horrible, but I would be okay with Montreal because Charlotte's attack is really, I think, not that good. You know what, Ryan? I was literally going to say Montreal, and then I felt too embarrassed. I was like, no, you know what Ryan's going to say? Ryan's going to say that Montreal's super leaky and something. I mean, they are, but you just got to take home teams with good matchups. Like, even bad teams can still keep clean sheets and good matchups at home, especially in MLS. So I'm fine with it. They're budget guys. I don't know. I think the same principle applies for Houston. Shakiri's injured. Their attack is really bad. Yes, they beat DC United last week, but DC United suck. So um, I'm not really interested in that. I'm not interested in Chicago. I'm interested in Houston. I think Houston is fine. Uh, RSL, yeah. That, so Columbus just signed Cucho Hernandez from Watford, who is a really good... Attacking Mexican player. I think he's Mexican. Uh, you know, that might not be true. Colombian soccer player. Is he going to play this week? I don't know. I don't know. But if he does, I'm a little little, little worried. He's a good enough player that I think he could legitimately, like, go in and make Columbus a better team right off the bat. 23? Yeah, he's sick. He's honestly insanely good. He scored an insane bicycle kick or scissor kick in the Prem this year. That's great. Back to business, right? Well, okay, so RSL's fine. RSL's okay. Um, Portland against Colorado. That might be all right. Colorado's just, like, not really... I mean, Portland have been bad. I was tempted to say Colorado away. Maybe. Colorado is good defensively. Really bad attacking team. Um, Portland is sort of meh on both fronts. But I just like home teams, so I'm fine with it. Um... I don't really think any of the Sunday slate is good for clean sheets, to be honest. I agree. You could, I guess, maybe... No. The Revs' defense is really quite terrible, honestly. I would not be betting on the Revs' defense. So... All right. Um, So, yeah, you're right. The clean sheets this week are not good. But that doesn't... To me, it just means sort of gamble on some cheap guys and funnel that money into people who actually perform up top. Nah. Well, I'm... Okay. Um... I don't, I'm not going to go through exactly the players I have. They're on teams that we talked about. I have a Cincinnati defender. I have a couple. I have two RSL people, and I have two Seattle people. 
as defenders right now, I have two open spots because I, you know, am just frankly lost. So those are the teams that I pulled from, um, and I will fill that in later once we discuss attacking options. That yeah, you, that you seem to be excited about. The only the only defender I'm considering that didn't make that list of teams I think could get a clean sheet is Julian Gressel, and I'm just taking him for home home field plus potential upside. And I just don't really know what to make of Nashville this year. They're a good team, but they've been sort of inconsistent. Um, and so, like, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world for them to throw a blank. And they play at five, so I might be able to find a way to like finagle them onto the bench, which would I'd feel more comfortable with. What if there's a thunderstorm, Ryan? Well, if there's a thunderstorm, I mean, it's definitely possible. If there's a thunderstorm, then SOL. No, then you pivot to having a Sunday backup option. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see. You feel good about that? I think we... That's fine. I'm okay. running a Celitano and Fry as a goalkeeper, keeper room. Celitano is extremely cheap at 4.6. Mm. So even if I don't think Sensei will get a clean sheet, I'm willing to gamble on that. Fry seems like the really obvious choice. If you don't want to do Celitano, you should still have Fry as like the front half of your keeper and just do somebody else, maybe like McMath or something. It's weird that you're captaining Fry, but you wish I were captaining Fry. <laughs> All right. Um, there was like an unhinged moment last season where a bunch of people captained. I think it was last year, maybe two years ago. They captained Sean Johnson in like week one, and he like got a clean sheet and saved a penalty or something, and just got like people just got like a shit ton of points. But, you know, then those people did not then keep up those points throughout the year because they were captain and goalkeepers. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, all right. Let's scurry our way up to the midfield. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, I have Carlos Hill. Uh, good old Charles Gill. Um, let's see. Who else do I have this week? I have Reynoso. I like Reynoso. Yeah, it's an away game, which always makes you a little mad, but I I, I like Reynoso this week. I think that's a good pick. I have Ladero. Ladero feels like a must-have. I have Ruiz. I also really like Ruiz. I've been trying to figure out how to fit him in. I have Acosta on my bench. Here's the dealio. Yeah, I don't know if Acosta's going to start. I have Acosta as well, but I'm not sure. I think if he starts, I really want him. Um. Yeah, he only played 12 minutes last game. Was that... 12 minutes at the beginning or 12 minutes at the end? I don't know. Um, I didn't watch Cincinnati in the last game. Um, I don't know whether or not he has any sort of injury or anything like that. So Why okay. is there no place to get news on these players? Because... Nobody cares. It's, yeah, because nobody cares, frankly. Um, and, I don't know, Twitter is probably the best place to get news. What if somebody's not really on Twitter? No, they're fucked. I don't know what to tell you. They're going to have to get on Twitter. He came on in the 78th minute. Was he on, like, international duty or anything? He wasn't on international duty. Um, it's possible it was just rotation. No. Was Cincinnati on double game week? No. Oh, I don't know. Could have just been rotation. If he came on in the 78th minute, that's probably good. Yeah, I mean, it's better than him coming off. Yeah, exactly. Like, he didn't minute. come off injured, so... I think if he starts, I'm in on Lucho. Um, yeah, so that's, I think I named five. That's who I have. I, you know, why don't you talk and then maybe we can talk about some other okay. things that I was thinking. I feel like it behooves me to say, I don't know if that's the right use of that phrase, uh, that Mihailovic is listed as green, but he is not available. He's still injured, which is too bad. He would be a really easy pick this week. Um... Yeah, I've got Lodero, Heal, and Acosta as well. I think Sebastian Drewusi 
is a really nice play this week, or if you're on a budget, potentially Diego Fagundes. Um, Dallas aren't really that great defensively. Like they're they've been a decent team, a little bit up and down, but they've been one of the better contenders. But this game screams much more likely to be a goal fest than it does sort of a cagey nil-nil, at least in my opinion. Um, and so I kind of want a piece of that action, so I'm interested in Drew Ucy. Um I think I have Pozuelo in my lineup right now. Feel kind of meh about that, to be honest. I do like, I do think Toronto can score at home against Atlanta. Atlanta is still just not convinced me. I watched them last week. They're still just not convinced defensively that they have much of uh, a, a solid enough defensive spine. And so I think Toronto could find space to operate. And if anybody's going to score or assist, it'll probably be Pozuelo. They don't really have that too many weapons on that team. Um, I think Jamiro Montero or maybe Jan Gregush. I don't know what Gregush is doing if he really starts. I guess like Christian Espinosa would probably be better. I think either of those San Jose players against LA could be a really good play. Um, both of them have been great this year. So I don't have like a, a Montero I'd lean towards. Right now, I'm probably, as we speak, going to switch Pozuelo for Montero, just given the um, given the floor is a, a bit better for, for Montero. Um, the Galaxy are a bit, yeah, they're, they're just a bit disjointed. I don't know what it is about the Galaxy. They're not so consistent. They're a good team. Like, I think the underlying numbers like them a lot, but I think San Jose at home. First off, San Jose versus LA always brings goals. The, the Cali Classico just has historically been a goal fest. And so I'm fine placing the bets on that. And I think that the way these two rosters are constructed doesn't make me think that's going to change. San Jose can't really defend. So I don't know if you were considering either San Jose players. I was. Okay. You read my mind. Yeah. Um, I think you could go pieces on the other side of Austin Dallas. So like maybe Ariola would be fine. Um, Similarly, I think Atlanta pieces are doable. Almada, like there should be, you know, Toronto's defending is god awful. There should be space for Almada coming back from suspension or uh, Marcelino Moreno um, to potentially find the back of the net. I think those are the big ones I wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah, nobody else really speaks to me, to be honest. But that's a lot of players, right? I don't know. I think so. Um... I guess you could go, if you're feeling really risque, you might be able to... What about, like, a Hani Mukhtar this week? Yeah, Hani Mukhtar's fine. I don't know. I don't really know. I'm sort of afraid of that DC game. I don't... Like, it just feels kind of fluky, trappy to me. But, like, on paper, yeah, there's no reason why Mukhtar shouldn't be... He's sort of low floor. I mean, he plays forward. So that's the thing. Like, he's a midfielder, but he plays forward, and so his floor is kind of low. That always scares me a little bit with Mukhtar. Like, I really just sort of want him in, like, slam dunk matchups. I think if it were a home game, I would be all in. What about uh, Lucinias? Ah, no, I'm not taking anyone on the road to LAFC, even the Red Bulls. They're just too. They're just too good. Is LAF? But are LAFC defenders good? Because yeah. I feel like I've never played LAFC defenders. What about like Mamadou Fall or like didn't like Diego Palacios have like a three week stretch where oh, he was like I the best like fantasy I've player? Played Palacios. Ryan Hollingshead. Yeah, I think we've been playing LAFC players this yeah. year. They haven't had they've had a tough schedule the past few weeks. I think we haven't played LAFC in a while. That's true. I guess there are a few weeks off, and then if it's been a few weeks, then it's probably been like a couple months. Yeah. Um. But I'm not. I don't want any piece of Red Bull LAFC. It's just gonna be too unpredictable to say what happens. Yeah. Are there like 
budget options? I don't even know. Um, um for midfielders? Yeah. Let's let's take a looky poo here. Like anyone under like eight million. Um, I think what is no, there's no way for goodness under eight million, right? No, it's very it's expensive at this point. Um Dylan Barrero for the Revs has been looking better and better. It's not like the like away at Vancouver, that is that just like stre- screams trap game. But especially they just played three games in a row this week. So I'm very wary of that. I actually don't have the captain's armband on heel specifically for that reason. Um but Barrero you could do. It would be fine, I think. Um you know, at this point in the season, the guys under 8 million are Yeah. They are what they are. It's really the only people under 8 million might be sort of emerging um emerging players. Like I like like Santiago Moreno for Portland, he's had really a rough spell. He started off nicely. He's had a rough spell of things. I, I mean, what's Seb Blanco at right now? 6.7. Sebastian Blanco could be fine. He's, like, I don't think he's washed. He just doesn't play all the time. But he had a nice, he had nine points last week against the Galaxy. It's not, yeah, just doesn't seem like he's a reliable 90 minutes kind of guy or even like a reliable 75 minutes kind of guy so i'm a little wary about that but no i'd say under eight mil is not worth it at this point the budgets are pretty high i'm sort of i sort of am advising as if you're looking for an eight million dollar midfielder just slash money from your defense like don't don't compromise on your midfielders at this point basically everybody should be above nine mil i think all right see was that was that sufficient options do you see why i think this was a good week for midfielders sure I already forgot what you said, but that's okay. Well, that's why we recorded it, so we yeah. can go back. <laughs> um. Um, all right. Let's go to forwards. How Do you feel equally as optimistic about forwards? Because I kind of hate it. Uh, there were several forwards I wanted to play this week, so yes. Man, you and I just cut from different cloths, right? Yeah, apparently. Um, all right. I'll tell you what I have, and um, I feel terrible about it. So I have Vasquez on my bench. Yeah, I like Vasquez as a bench play. Because, like, who knows? And then, oh, I think this is an autofill. <laughs> because I definitely wouldn't have picked this on my own. But right now I have a Bobasi, which is someone that I did pick. And yeah, Bobasi is good. Right now, Castellanos is on my team, but I'm not going to do that. This isn't a Castellanos yeah. week. He could do well. He's good enough to do well in any matchup. But it's just, like, Philadelphia has, by the numbers, like, one of the best defenses in MLS. And I'm not really interested in that. So let's fill in that last spot that I have now. Here are people that I was like, uh, let's see. Actually, was there anyone? I thought, like, maybe Gustavo Bo. Yeah, Gustavo Bo is, I'm, you know, a little scared just because of what potential rotation risk could be. Um, you're looking uh, at Sebastian Ferreira for Houston, who I think would be fine. Uh, he's a little bit, you know, he's a forward. All forwards are boom busty. Um can I offer the three options I have, which none of which you mentioned? Oh, actually, you know who I literally had on my team today? And then I don't know what I did, but Joseph Martinez. Yeah, Joseph That's... Martinez is good. Yeah, yeah. He looked, I mean, he played great this past week. Even though I think we even said it like it wasn't, we mentioned him last week. I think I said I wasn't ready to see, like he could do well, but I wasn't ready. Um, but I'm ready now. That was a good, that was a good week. He could be back. Um, I'm generally getting higher and higher on Atlanta's offense as the season progresses. I'm not high on Atlanta overall. I still think there are things that are structurally wrong with that team. But um, Arujo is playing really well. I have him in my lineup right now. 
Um, I think he's been excellent for them as of late. What do you have? 14 points last week. Um, I think you go with like any of their attacking places, players. Um, I have the other two players that I have Taxi Funtas. So man, I actually have two of these DC versus Nashville players. I don't know why. I threw Taxi on my bench because I just like his, his volume and his goal scoring ability. And again, Nashville's defense has been a little bit subpar by their standards. Um, and so I thought it was a fine, like, bench play. I don't think I'd feel comfortable starting him. And then I've got Jefferson Savarino up top, who is RSL's new signing. New in quotations, he used to be on RSL and then left for various teams. I don't remember exactly where he was. Um, he was maybe, like, playing in... He was in Brazil. He was at Letico Minero, where he was decently good. 80 appearances in two years. He had 19 goals. Um, but he was really good with RSL, and he's back, and he was great last week, and I expect that he's going to be a central part of that offense. And so I like him as sort of like the back half of the switcheroo. So I've got like sort of a, a Funtas Savarino thing going there. Um, but I don't think those are the only good options this week. Um, who have we not talked about? Would you take anyone from Philly NYC? No. I agree. Just too, just too unpredictable. No Philly NYC for me. Um, man, you could do Jesus Jimenez. It's not, he's, you know, I think we, I mean, we talked about it weeks ago that he was going to cool off eventually, right? Um, and he is, what, six straight games without a goal? But he does have two assists in that time span, so he's not been completely void of production. Um, and so eventually he'll, he'll get back on the score sheet. I think Jesus Jimenez could be fine. If Romel Kyoto started for Montreal, I would be interested against Charlotte. Um, I, his floor, well, his, his just, I guess neither his ceiling nor his floor, but just his like probability of having a ceiling game is lower without Mihailovic. But I'm still, I'm still in on him. Um, I think you could do Lucas Cavallini for Vancouver. That Revs defense is just like really atrocious. Even if the Revs win that game, I don't really see them going up there and keeping a clean sheet against Vancouver. Um, although it looks like John Bell is, is starting instead of Armar Gonzalez. And so that, that helps a little bit at least. Um, I think Leo Campana at home against Minnesota is a potentially good shout. Minnesota's defense has been pretty bad this year. Frankly, the only reason that they like haven't looked worse is because Dane St. Clair had been superhuman up until this point. And so I'm still willing to bet against bad defenses, even with superhuman goalkeepers. And I think, like, you know, that's sort of a nice get-right period for Campana. He's had kind of a goal drought, hasn't he? Let's see what the last time he scored. Well, no, he scored two weeks ago. Um, but since he had that little hot stretch, um, he only has two goals in his past, like, seven games. So not ideal, but I'm, I'm in. That's fine with me. I think that's mostly it. I wish Darwin Quintero would start more you mentioned games. in the midfield being interested in the Austin Dallas game <sighs> any forwards the problem is is i just don't really trust Maxi Aruti who's the like only forward for Austin um so i mean he did score last week but i, I just don't like he's just not what about reliable Ferreira? yeah Ferreira would be fine this could be a good i mean it's an away game so i'm always a little leery but this could be a good a good game for him what about Rui Diaz i think he's hurt oh. if Rui Diaz is back I mean, he didn't play, right? He didn't play because of the hamstring injury last week. If Rudy is back, then he's like a slam dunk, and I'm putting him in my lineup. But I don't 
I sort of don't think he's going to be back. I don't know if that's just based on vibes. Um, maybe I should look. Let's see if I search him on Twitter. Um, yeah, out a couple of weeks, according to Brian Schmetzer. That's on Ariaga. And Rui Diaz. Oh. Ariaga and Rui Diaz out a couple of weeks. Um, nice. So, um, yeah, don't, right. don't play Rui Diaz. Oh, remember Karol Swiderski? Yeah. Could have been. What he's, happened to him? Nothing. He's still good. He just, oh. I don't know, he isn't, I don't know if he's hurt or he hasn't played or what, but he just hasn't produced, you know, he had those insane games since the Reds and Cincy and then has not scored a goal since then. Yikes. That's like 10 games later. It's not his fault his team sucks. Yeah. He's good. But Charlotte are just, ah, man, all those people. This happens every year. You have a team like Charlotte or something that has like a slightly better start to the season than people expect them to and everyone's like flipping the fuck out and... Yeah, maybe I'm just bitter because we got heckled as Revs fans at that game. But here we are. The Revs are one, you know, three points out of, like, second place or first place in the East or something like that. And Charlotte is is slowly slipping. Is that true? About what? The Revs? Uh, yeah, something like that. Let me look at the standings. I mean, it's a little wonky because not all the teams play the same number of games. But the Revs are in sixth place, 23 points. Second place is New York Red Bulls with 26 points. They're... They're one win out of second place. Hmm. It was so early in the season, you know? Um, I mean, Charlotte's on 20 points. They're only two two games out. Um, but things are trending in the wrong direction for them, unfortunately. I think the, the table is starting to shake out a little bit more like we expected. Montreal and Charlotte seem to be outliers, and I guess Cincy to an extent. But there was always going to be some room for jumbling around there. But, you know, the bottom looks like what I might have expected. The bottom look like Chicago, Toronto, D.C. I think Columbus is a little surprising. Miami in 10th. Like Miami, like every, you know, we were talking about how great Miami was now. They're like finally a good team and like they definitely look more competitive, but they're still in like 10th. Um, well, somebody has to be in 10th. Yeah. NYCFC, man, they play two less games than everyone else and they're still top of the points on o- top of the table on overall points. That's silly shit. They look good. Now I'm just looking at the West now. Man, Minnesota at 11th really has been surprising to me. I, that team has pieces. They just haven't put them all together. Eighth. Vancouver were a playoff team last year, Sarah. Oh, okay. I mean, they technically they they were, but they were like I feel like they were a bad playoff team. I mean, you know who else was a bad playoff team? The Reds. Um, no, they had a bad playoffs, but they weren't a bad playoff team. That's different. They were bad in the playoffs. Yes, yes, yes. To, uh, Vancouver were good in the playoffs. They were bad at the playoffs. <laughs> Vancouver and RSL were like good in the playoffs, but they were like bad playoff teams. You know, RSL is has the historically worst playoff team. It was whatever year they won MLS Cup, they were sub five hundred in the regular season. The only pro sports franchise in America to win a championship with a losing record during the regular season. Nice. Yeah. Truly, truly powerful. It's the American dream, right? Yeah, it is. Pulled themselves up by their Real bootstraps. Yeah. Um, Okay. All right. Forwards Uh, are done. We did forwards. So you mentioned earlier. Don't pick Buxa. He's gone. That you are not captaining heel. I mean, I might Captain Heal. I just don't have it on him provisionally because I'm a little little worried. I have it on Lodero. Are you, is this a concern about performance? A concern about rotation? It's actually a concern about performance for me, which I think is maybe surprising. But I just am very, I mean, the refs have been playing well. So I don't know. It's, it's performance contingent on the fact that they just played three straight games and he plays... 90 minutes and gets fouled a shit ton in every single one. Um, and it's the last game. I'm like worried about 
like if there's rotation or something. There's, I mean, there's nobody else right, in captain yeah. in that game if there's rotation. Yeah, so that's you don't, very you don't worrying. Have to pivot to that, that's that's fair. Feels silly, but I don't. I just like if there was ever a week to not captain heal this. Well, I'm not gonna say this is it because Vancouver's still a fine matchup, but there are there are many there are many signs that suggest that that you know bad luck could occur. Yeah. So I'm feeling a little feeling just like playing it safe and putting on Lodero for now. Um. Any other people you feel? Could be captain besides those two. Ah, uh, I, I think it drops off. I think the uh, like like Drew Ucy is a um, if you're like a shoot for the stars, if you need to make up some ground because he's like kind of a high floor, or sorry, a low floor, high ceiling kind of guy. You know what I mean? He doesn't really get a ton of. He used to get more bonus point potential. His bonus point potential has really dropped off. I think this season, um, but he does have get like he has a lot of games where he you know gets eight plus points, which I guess eight isn't really that great for a captain, honestly. I mean, it's fine. It's just to me, he feels like he could be a little bit of a higher ceiling. I mean, maybe Montero is honestly. I mean, Montero is like an insane ceiling sometimes. So maybe you know maybe he's the guy. I mean, he has three games this year that are above double digits. So that, or that are double digits. That's pretty good. Um, and his floor is a bit higher. So yeah, I'm gonna throw Montero. I'm gonna say Montero is for sure. A captain consideration. But I think I would give it to Lodero first. His floor is not what it used to be, I have to say, back in the day. I think that's because of... I think that's because of... So, the defensive mids that used to play under him, I don't think were as, like, progressive with the ball as the defensive mids that play under him now. Like, Albert Rusnak and... Well, Joao Paulo's hurt, but Joao Paulo as well. And so, he he tended to do a lot more of the stuff that Carlos Heal does. Like, a lot of sort of recovering balls and, and progressing them forward through the midfield. And I don't feel like Ludero does that quite as much anymore. So um, his floor, I feel like, has suffered a little bit. Not that much, but I see you Googling things about Pablo Ruiz and just ignoring my, my tactical is ramblings here. Is that his here. name? Yeah. Well, he does not come up. Oh, look, there he is. Apparently, well, he's just not he's as famous as the Argentinian singer, singer Pablo Ruiz. But did Ruiz. you know... That Picasso's name is Pablo Ruiz Picasso? Yeah, I did know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's his, that's his name. Interesting. Um, why were you searching Pablo Ruiz? Because uh, he didn't play last week, but he's on my team. Yeah, I think he... I don't know if he's hurt or anything, but if he plays, he's fine. Um, and you just gotta look at Twitter. The internet's not gonna tell you anything. I will say Pablo Ruiz... After returning late from a trip to see his... Ah, the internet something. does tell you something. Let's see... No, go up. Go up to the top. You missed it. I missed it? I think so. Uh, Pablo Ruiz is absent after returning late from a trip to see his family and mourn his father's passing. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. That is too bad. But it doesn't sound like it will necessarily be an issue for this week. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't... Like, I like Ruiz. I think he's a good player. He feel like he doesn't have the ceiling I want for a captain. Yeah. But he's he's certainly, like, in lineup consideration. Yeah, I'm going to say my sneaky pick is, is Montero. It's maybe not that sneaky, but it feels a little sneaky. A little sneaky sneaks. Yeah, a little sneaky sneaks. Alrighty. All right. Let's hit the road. Yeah, we Let's did get it. Get out of here. Good we job. did it. Another week, another dollar. Yeah, that's the that's the expression. Yeah. I'm going to get the Fantasy Champions League this week. I know it. Good job. I'm proud of you. I guess I can't do it this week. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have By week 18. Trying to make up ground in the Revs League, but I'm still like... 30 points behind the guy in first. I don't really see how I'm going to be able to chip away at that enough. Maybe he'll stop playing. You should hack into his account. 
Yeah. So I put a little bit of distance between the person in third and me, though. I'll win this. I'll win this league someday. Someday. It's like every year I come in like fifth through second, but this is the year. Probably not. Um. All right. Yeah. Do the Twitter. Follow shit. us on Twitter. I don't know. Go rate and view, review our podcast, I suppose, uh, and other things. Um. Well, actually, there there are no other things. Um. That's it. Follow us on Twitter. We'll be back next week. Hell yeah. Have a good fantasy week. I believe in you all. You can do it. Go get them.